0: Hey guys, Adam here, just me on the mics today, and I just wanted to share a few thoughts on how I'm thinking about bringing in a leadership and management team into the business, and the directors we're currently hiring, and I guess some of the challenges that I'm facing and how I'm trying to navigate them. Enjoy. Hey guys, and welcome to this episode of The Startup Diary. I am Harrison Mudge, and I'm with my co-host, Adam Callow. And if this is your first time listening to the show, this is where we share the highs, the lows and all the learnings of what it truly takes to build a business. Over the last seven years, we've gone from an idea, bootstrap the business, raise some funding from some angels, then raise some venture capital. And we've made a number of mistakes along the way. And this podcast is to help you avoid making those same mistakes. If this is your first time here, don't forget to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Hey, guys. So you probably heard at the top of the show that it's just me on the mic today. And I just want to spend just 30 seconds just explaining why, really. Because we love doing this show, but we keep putting ourselves into this ridiculously horrible situation every Tuesday when we're all around the table. And we kind of go, well, what are we going to talk about today? And there's a lot of stuff we could talk about. And then we kind of say, well, we only do one show a week, so we need to make sure we get the right topics. And it kind of just just gets a little bit painful and frustrating for everyone around the table because we want to do a show and we kind of get stuck on what to do because we kind of, I guess, because there's only one show, we put so much emphasis on that show. So moving forward, we're just going to go back to what it used to be like, like no pressure, doing this because we enjoy it, and hit and record whenever there's anything that I think is interesting to talk about. And I might share it or Sam might come in and share something or Harry might come on and share something or we all might get around the table and talk about a topic together. I guess what I'm saying is we're just going to hit record and enjoy being on the mics and sharing like what's going on behind the scenes without this kind of internal pressure that we're, I think we're putting on ourselves to kind of create the show that we think the audience want to listen to. We're just going back to hitting the mics and doing the shows that we want to do in case there's something in here that helps a listener. So that's really all we care about. So today's show is... I guess just me just sharing some of the work I was doing today, because I guess it might be helpful for someone going through a similar situation. And that situation is really, I guess, the growing pains of a small business when you have to bring in, as far as saying like a leadership team or a management team into the company. So for those of you that don't know, we're kind of like 14 or 13 and a half. We don't hire a midget. Um, Is that PC? Who cares? Everyone knows I'm a good guy. <laughs> um, we don't hire a midget. We've got someone that works uh, part-time for us, um, a ninja called Bailey, who uh, works with Mark and the development team. So 13 and a half of us, and we've ebbed and flowed between like 10 and 15 people. So what we've done in the last couple of years is kept moving between how many people in the team. And at, at first you kind of say, well, I've hired the wrong person. Here was the hiring mistake. Here was this. And you kind of like look to blame all the external factors. <laughs> and then you go through coaching and you realize, actually, probably everything's your own fault and you're just deflecting and projecting onto other people. So you kind of take a look and you say, well, where where have I made a mistake here? And I think there's a flaw in my ability to grow as a CEO. So I hired a coach to help me work through that uh, and with a goal of basically helping me learn how to run a team that goes from like maybe 15 to 20 people or 15 to 30 people. Because I think they require different skill sets. And also, I, across the, uh, the way, my iPad is currently pinging. In case you can hear that, uh, there's Shopify orders. We literally just, I guess it's past three o'clock, we just launched a new service. And there are the orders coming through, which is making me smile. Uh, hopefully you can hear that in my voice. Um, revenue and that Shopify sound will never get boring to me. <laughs> um, so back to the topic at hand. I'm, I, I kind of realized that I needed to bring in a leadership and a management team because I was getting stretched too thin and really not doing my job as a CEO. So I kind of went, well, let's just fast forward. And I got given a challenge to say, well, take the names off the, the org chart and actually paint the picture of what the company will look like in two, three, five years time. So I did that. And then I realized that the company structure that I, in my head, envisage is not something I'm building towards in practicality. So last year was actually a really interesting forcing factor with COVID cracking off because 80% of our revenue came from brand stuff and that really died a death. Like we were 65% down for a, a considerable amount of time. And what that forced us to do is kind of look at our product roadmap and go, well, we've got more time on our hands now. What what should we bring forward? And what we decided to do was bring forward our commercial part of the business. our Basically our online shop of selling tools. So As part of that piece of work before I brought in that new hire, I was forced to really look at the business and see, well, what is this business made of and where do we create value? I think it's just a good exercise to go through every three, six, nine or 12 months anyway, because especially in small businesses, things change and a lot changed for us last year. So when I did this exercise, I guess the thing that stood out for me is there are very clearly three parts to this business. There is the community, which is the most important. Without the community of trades that we serve, we simply don't have a business. We're just another agency. And to be really honest with you, there's much easier ways to make a living than run an agency. So that's not something that excites me. The community is the thing that I'm personally extremely passionate about and love serving those guys. Um, so community, most important pillar in the business. Then you've got this brand pillar, which is the advertising revenue, to put in its simplest terms. We do advertising deals, retainers, projects, and stuff like that where we help brands in the construction space market more effectively to trade professionals because, to be honest with you, a lot of these guys are still burning money just doing boring fucking print media, which drives me crazy because it's just an ego play. Anyway, I'm going to get off my soapbox and not go down that rabbit hole, but loads of people in the industry still believe that spending two grand on an inside page of a magazine that gets left on, I'm doing it again. I'm going down that rabbit hole. I'll pull myself back. Print media, not good. Anyway, so we sell we sell advertising deals um, to brands in the space, and that took a huge hit last year. And then the third pillar is what we've classed as commercial. So this is where we sell power tools, hand tools, materials, and accessories to our trade community. Uh, so I'm currently sat in the office, and it looks a little bit like a bloody merchant, to be honest. We've just got stuff like big wipes and a jigsaw and screwdriver sets and What's that? A head torch. We've got a bunch of stuff uh, that we sell to the trade. And we brought someone in to run that part of the business. So that was a, a change for me because this was actually a director that we brought in because I really needed someone to head up this area of the business. And for I guess the danger was I thought, oh, I can do this. I can build a shop. I know how to do these deals. And you end up doing yet another job, but doing it piss poorly because it hasn't got your absolute time and attention and something like this will need it. So I hired an awesome guy called Sam Marsden who came on as our commercial director. And I guess the thing that that highlighted for me is when you, when you hire someone in a senior position, it actually gives you the flexibility as a CEO to really hold them accountable to the deliverables and really not worry at all about the tactics. And that was a big learning curve for me because historically what I've done is brought someone in and really got down in the weeds of the tactics of let's just... For argument's sake, say we're trying to get 10,000 people sign up to expert trades in March. What I'd then do is I'd kind of go, well, how? What's the channels? Like, what's the creative? Um, What's the CPA? Like, I'd kind of go down into that level of detail. Whereas, one of the things that I got taught through my coaching is let good people do great work and then hold them accountable based on their results. So, this was a great opportunity for me to learn and test that. So, I brought Sam on. And listen, I'm not going to tell you all the things he's done well. I, uh, I don't want to blow smoke too much, but I guess in short, we went from having no e-commerce offering in October to having the plan of the e-commerce, uh, e-commerce offering in November 2020. By December 5th, we had a commerce shop live with, I don't know, 1,500 products on it. And then six weeks later, we've got 25,000 products with national distribution and fulfillment. And really happy with that, by the way, in case that didn't come across. But if I'd done it, I think I would still be on the, well, what does the landing page need to look like for the front of the shop, as an example. And and it taught me a lot about hiring senior people into the team. And I made some initial mistakes with how I potentially mismanaged Sam and got too down into the weeds. And I guess probably got good opportunity to share how I work with Sam, because it might help you if you've got someone in your team that's you're bringing on as a fairly senior position if it's new to you. So me and Sam have a daily check-in where we touch base and we say, okay, so what's going on? What's important? What did we sell yesterday? What did we learn? What do you need? And we kind of cover that off for 30 minutes. And then we just leave each other alone. And that for me was like, I guess just really eye-opening because it demonstrated that when you put someone in the right role, you don't have to get into the tactics and you can trust that there is someone else fighting as hard as you to deliver the results the company as a whole needs. that kind of takes me on to where we are today. So I kind of said, okay, so let me go back to that old chart without the names on the board and it's just the roles. Well, what it ends up with is me having four reports, three directors and one CTO. So CTO, that's never going to change. Me and Mark, um, we're always going to work that closely together because I think that's the best way. The CEO and the CTO need to be hand in hand because the technology in a company really needs to be deployed against the vision of the business. So those two people need to be working extremely close and in sync. So CTO, That's already there, me and Mark. Sam came in, commercial director. So then I thought, well, there's two more roles that I need to hire for, and I need to do it pretty quickly. So there's a role which is the community director, which is the person that is responsible for the community, and there is a person that is responsible for the brand and the advertising. So that's what we've classed as our partnerships director. So I did that all in theory, and it all made sense, and then I decided, actually, let me actually define what these people need to do. And the reason I did that is because I've been pretty pissed off recently because I feel like I've come into the office and I've tried to do these three roles in a sort of a... What's the best way for me to explain this? I've just come in and tried to like brute force through my to-do list and not applied any strategy behind how I spend my time. So I kind of feel like I'm being really ineffective right now, which naturally pisses me off. So um, what I did this morning when I came in, was I jumped in and I just opened up a Google Doc, which is in front of me right now, uh, which is my roles and responsibilities at expert trades. So right now I'm wearing these three hats and my job is to replace myself with the community director needs to be hired for and the partnerships director needs to be hired for. So let me just, I guess, just let me just share with you where I think my roles and responsibilities sit. And if you've got any comments and feedback on this, we'd love to hear them. So as a CEO, I have six tasks. Identify the goals for the organization in the short medium and long-term, work with the directors to establish and execute strategies to achieve the company goals, set budgets for each department and hold the relevant director accountable for results, ensure the technology is fit for purpose and supporting company goals, ensure the company operates within its agreed values and principles at all times, manage company resources effectively to ensure a positive cash flow. That's sort of what I think my job is as a CEO. Then I'm going to move on to the community director, which is ensure all members paying and non-paying feel valued, supported, and connected. Maintain a clear product roadmap for verified office and web, three of the services we offer. Deliver results based on the company's annual budget. Identify and deploy tactics to grow the community size and levels of engagement. Ensure managers have clear responsibilities and performance measures. Ensure direct reports are clear on their career development opportunities. That's the community director and lastly partnerships director this is the person that sells those advertising deals to brands is maximize the advertising revenue without damaging community engagement create content to establish the company as an authority in marketing to trades deliver results based on the company's annual budget ensure managers have clear responsibilities and performance measures and ensure direct reports are clear on their career development opportunities yes those last three are the same for both because i think it just makes sense so why am i sharing this with you because I think if you are in a company right now, there's definitely a job that needs to be done because you will naturally find yourself wearing multiple hats. And this is really the key takeaway. I've actually just got off a coaching call with a member of the community who's going through this exact same thing. And we just happened to bump into into each other at the same time we were both going through this same exercise, like within a day. So... As you grow a small business, you end up wearing lots of hats, but unless you know what the responsibilities are for each of those hats, they actually start to blend in together. And that is really problematic because then you don't prioritize what each of your roles and the responsibilities of those roles are. So you could be coming in and doing um, non-urgent and non-important tasks, but feeling busy. But the problem with that is you could also be doing important urgent tasks for one role. failing on the other two. As you can tell from just me explaining it, it's really hard to wear multiple hats in the business. But as every small business owner knows, you have to wear lots of hats. So my challenge is for you is take a good hard look at where you are today and try to make a note of what hats that you're wearing and then draw out what the company structure could look like in, let's just say, two years time and start to define the roles in the business and divide your tasks based on those roles. Because for me, the benefit is, is I'm going to start booking my time in and I'm going to have, for example, a CEO day. So let's just say my Fridays might be pure strategy and CEO activities. And you go, well, what does that mean? Well, I go very simple. I do six things as CEO. So every task that I have to do has to be one of those six. If it's not one of those, I'm going to delegate it or delete it. Simple as that. I'll have a community day where I'll just focus on community activities. And it'll be one of those six items I mentioned before. And if it doesn't fall under that, I really have to second guess why I'm doing that task. It creates a framework for me to make decisions and really helps me build my tasks based on principles. So I guess I just want to share that with you and see if you want to do the same because it will allow you to really build the roles out. And when you hire for those roles in the future, you've done the role in a strategic way that it should become much easier to hand over. Anyway, guys, that's 15 minutes of me. Stay well. I'll speak to you soon.